What's up, everyone? Welcome to this edition of the Bench Bros Sports Podcast. We're glad you could join us today as we're a bunch of sports junkies debating about the hottest topics going around the world of sports. I'm your host, Wesley Splain. Joining me is Brandon Farrell and Anthony Fratini. What's up, fellas? What up, what up, what up? What up, boys? We back. Damn, they have a waterfall in front of that stadium. By the way, this is uh, we're watching the Rams and the Cowboys game right now, and that new SoFi Stadium looks gorgeous. I, there's an actual waterfall in front of the stadium. That's really cool. But how are you guys? Is uh, week? It's pretty good, man. It's really, really, really busy. Besides that, everything's pretty smooth. What about you guys? NBA playoff craziness. Oh, yeah, it was really nuts with the NBA playoffs. I'm glad I didn't that. that. Oh, dude, I was sweating out that Celtics game, game seven. Uh, because they were they kept missing the damn free throws. I was like, how the hell? Like, Jason Tatum was like 6 for 12 from the free throw line. Well, everyone else just couldn't hit anything. Yeah, that, the, you know what, man? Marcus Smart, I think he was the deciding factor in that game, just the way he played defense. He, he showed up. He showed up at the end. Of the, the side of that was crazy because it was Celtics minus three, so it was like Celtics would be up by like four, and then the Raptors would hit a three, and then the Celtics would hit a three. It was just back and forth, like sweating it out. And then at the final two minutes, the Celtics kept missing free throws, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to lose this. I'm a, The back door is wide open for that back door cover. Oh, it was unbelievable. The Raptors surprised me. I didn't think they'd push seven, push it seven games with the Celtics. You want to talk about that the NBA right now? Then get yeah, uh, all right. We'll do the NBA first then, because I didn't even know there was an NBA game today. I didn't either. <laughs> it was like at three o'clock, and I was like, "Wait, the Nuggets played and won." <laughs> they won. Yeah, so the Nuggets won a one eleven to ninety eight. I guess it was a big comeback by them. Um. It was like a 15-point comeback. It was nuts. They scored 34 points in the fourth quarter. So they forced – Wow. Yeah, it was unbelievable. So they forced a game seven against the Clippers while the other side of the bracket for the West, the Lakers took care of the Rockets in five games. They won that series. Uh, They were up by like double digits against the Rockets in game five. It was just kind of like a pickup basketball game by the third quarter. It wasn't even close at all. But then the Celtics and the Raptors, as we were talking about, a phenomenal game seven. Celtics ended up gunning out the Toronto Raptors defending champs. They move on to play the Miami Heat. What an Easter Conference Finals that is going to be. Um, Jason Tatum balled out, had 29 points, while Fred Van Leet led the Raptors with 20 points. It was, it was a typical game seven, a lot of tough shots, a lot of back and forth, but the defensive plays came through, as Brandon mentioned, with uh, Marcus Smart. He had a big rede- uh, rejection with like two minutes left. So what you see from the NBA, the Celtics, man, we, we can get into this game a little bit more. I really like how the Celtics play, and they're going to be a great matchup with the Miami Heat. I mean, you kind of you covered a lot there with what you just said. Um, yeah. I really don't have much to follow up on, but, yeah, the Celtics – and the Heat, um, that'll be a good matchup. I think Boston has a little more depth than Miami does. Um, but Jimmy Butler's been playing outstanding, and everybody around him has been playing really well. Um, so I might be eating my words at the end of that series. Um, but as far as L.A. and Denver goes, man, I, I, <laughs> I definitely did not expect Denver to be coming up like this and, and, and playing comeback and catch up against the, the Clippers and forcing a game seven. Um, the Joker had 34 points today. 
Yeah, you know, we were talking, we were talking a little, we were bad, bad mouthing them a little bit. You know, in yeah. the beginning of the series, they need to pick their game up, and uh, you know, they have, they've, they've been proving it. He was four for six from uh, three point range, which is incredible. I mean, I didn't watch the game today because I was watching football, but it seems like. The Joker and Jamal Murray have just been picking up their strides ever since uh, game four. So good for them. Maybe they beat the Clippers and shock everybody. Well, now let me ask you this. If they do advance to the uh, finals in the Western Conference, how do you think they match up against the Lakers? Uh, I think that's actually pretty good for the Nuggets side because, um, you know, Anthony Davis is going to have to guard – Jokic and Jokic is a is still a pretty big man and hard to cover because he can just shoot from anywhere. But in Jamal Murray wise, I think you would have to have LeBron on him most of the time. I mean, that would be a close series too. But well, it depends on what Nugget that, team you're gonna get. Yeah, I, I think the biggest challenge for the Nuggets has been the Clippers, just as far as defensively. The Clippers play. I mean, the Clippers' strong suit is their defense. Everybody on that team can play defense. Um, Patrick Beverly and Kawhi Leonard have just been giving Murray a hard time the whole series, and that's what. But that's why they were struggling so much in the beginning. But I guess he's figured it out, <laughs> and that's how they were able to force a game seven. I feel like that's how the Nuggets play, though. They'll get down in the series and then just absolutely ball out. They did it with Utah last um, in the opening round, so. It's not really surprising, but I don't think you can do that against the Lakers. Yeah, playing catch-up with the Lakers is going to be tough. Yeah, you're going up against LeBron and AD, which you can argue are two of the top five players in the world. I mean, it's night and day with what Paul George is going to show up with. And Kawhi Leonard, just he, he just like he doesn't play bad, but like sometimes he can go quiet, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I can't I mean, wait for that Heat and Celtics matchup, dude. I can't wait for that because it's like, are the Heat going to continue hitting everything from three-point range? That, that team just goes nuts with their threes. Yeah, I, I'm looking more forward to that than I'd be looking forward to the Clippers and Lakers if that were the case. Yeah. I, and, like, let's let's face it. Like, the Celtics had a bad shooting night for Game 7. But they, they can obviously shoot. I mean, there was a bunch of games during the Raptors where they were scoring like crazy too. Uh, like a couple of them were blowouts, so I wouldn't be shocked. But I would say it's a, probably a six to seven game series. Yeah, for, for sure. For sure. I think um, no matter who gets in, um, as far as the Western Conference and same for the Eastern Conference, I think they're both going to be a six, seven game series. Now, would the Heat have beaten Milwaukee in Milwaukee? I don't know. It did, it did look like Milwaukee just didn't have their step the whole entire uh, re, like uh, relaunch or whatever, like to resume the play. It just looked like they just missed a step or two. That team yeah, is Milwaukee, just really good in Milwaukee for some reason. Yeah, Milwaukee just kind of rolled over. I mean, they they kind of were lackluster once the season started over again. And you could just see it. It, followed, it carried into the playoffs. I mean, they took care of Orlando pretty easily, but they struggled after that. Yeah, against a good team, it just didn't look like they were going to take care of business. It, it just seemed like the shooters weren't there. Giannis was like from game to game, like, would he show up or would he not? And then 
the roll of the ankle in game, what was it, game three or four? It just didn't look good for him. He's, he came out and he said he wanted to play with the Bucks, so good for him. I know a lot of people were like, oh, this is it for Giannis in Milwaukee. And I'm like, well, he's got one more year left. It's not like he's just going to bandage ship. Well, Giannis, Giannis is a humble guy. He's not He's not like a Kevin Durant. He's not going to go to um... – He's not going to go to a championship team and try and win a couple championships with them before moving on. You know, the Milwaukee's going to want to um, build around him, give him a long-term deal, make him the face of the franchise, and build core uh, players around Giannis. Yeah, probably get a new uh, group of shooters too. They already signed Chris Middleton long, so he ain't going anywhere. For sure, they definitely need shooters, and they need a little more depth on their bench. Yeah, certainly. Um, did you see uh, D'Antoni is uh, stepping away from the Houston Rockets, too? That came out today. That's not surprising. <laughs> he, he just didn't want to be fired. I didn't think that's what it was. <laughs> well, I mean, you could see it coming, too. I mean, the past few seasons, they've gotten close and no cigar. You know, they just they, under him, they just haven't been able to get it done, even with all the talent in the world. Yeah, the small ball didn't work out. I think the small ball was the last resort for D'Antoni. He's like, if this doesn't work, then... You know, uh, I'm probably done here. One and where do you go from the Houston? There's a lot of coaching vacancies. Um, I mean, I think he's got an opportunity with a lot of different teams. I mean, there's a lot of struggling teams right now. I mean, Philly. Um, Indiana. Um, I mean, Indiana's not much of a struggling team. But don't get me wrong, Dan Tony's a good coach, you know. Oh, yeah. But I, his time just ran out in, in Houston. You know, he couldn't he couldn't carry them to a championship. Right. I'm I'm just uh, thinking about this Lakers. Like, if they match up with the Nuggets, if that would be good or not. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? We'll see what happens. When is Game Seven for that series? I'm surprised the Nuggets actually force a Game Seven against the Clippers. Game Seven. Oh, it's on. It's yeah, it's on Tuesday. And that's when game one of the Heat and Celtics are going to be, too, Tuesday night. Uh, definitely looking forward to that. I hate how it's a 9 o'clock tip-off, though. Why can't it just be 8? Because <laughs> they have to make it late. There's two uh, games like football. There's two games tomorrow night, 7.30 and 10.30. I did not know there was two um, tomorrow until I was told to, like later, later before yeah, I'm not, that. I'm not staying up for that late game. I am. It's my team. I have to. <laughs> Sucks to be a fan of the West Coast team. Dude, the Broncos always open on that late slot Monday night football. Oh, every single year we always get that slot and it's so freaking annoying. I think this is like I think the Broncos have the record for like 19 or 20 Monday night football games on opening night. It's, it's unbelievable. Damn. Well, we can carry over more playoff action. We can go over to the ice where the Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning are one win away from going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Vegas is kind of struggling a bit. Alexander Radulov had an overtime victory uh, game-winning goal that was an absolute snipe. It was like 30 seconds into overtime from Game 3. But um, Saturday, last night, Hudobin stood on his head, was able to beat the um, Golden Knights by a score of two to one. The Islanders had a one to nothing lead against the Lightning, but then lost it. Lightning scored four unanswered goals, and Lightning won game four, four to one. And 
is it pretty much done for the Islanders and Knights, or could these teams make a comeback? I think it's done for both of them. I think that the Stars and Lightning both take the series 4-1. I am shocked that this was not a better series between both teams. I did have the Stars and the Lightning playing in the Cup, and these two teams are a perfect example of fail, which means first attempt in learning. And the Lightning have been eliminated first round, swept by the Blue Jackets. The Stars have struggled for years to get to this point, and they finally feel it. They finally think that they have it, that they're almost there, and that they can make the Cup, and they're one game away, and they're going to be playing the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, did I think the Stars were really going to make this this far, and did I think the Lightning were? Absolutely not. Um, both great teams, but Stanley Cup-worthy. Lightning, I would say, yeah. Not that I would think that they were going to make it, um, but as far as the Stars, like I said, they, they both think, or they both know that it's their year to make the Cup. They're hungry for it, and you could just tell. Yeah, I thought the Lightning were going to make the Cup by the start. You could tell by the resume of play that they just had a new tenacity to them, that they were just ready to roll and, you know, steamroll against teams. And that's a big that's part of, like, their depth, their depth. That Braden Point didn't play in game three, I think it was. He didn't play in one of these games. But that team is just loaded with size now, which they didn't have last year. And what? No, exactly what you're saying is the thing with these teams that make the cup is that all four lines on offense and all three lines on defense can play. That's why these teams are winning these big-time games and making it to the the Stanley Cup Finals if they do make it is because – And they're all showing up, yeah. Exactly. Everybody is showing up every night, and that's why the Washington Capitals made it. That's why the Blues made it. That's why if we talked years ago – um, the Penguins, they've made it. They had a solid team past couple of years. The Blackhawks, even the Kings in the 2012 era. Um, it's all in common. As the common denominator there is that everyone's showing up and everybody's playing. Yeah, and I'll just continue, too, that the addition of Patrick Maroon has been something that I didn't think was a big deal, but it seemed like it was a hu- it's a huge deal now. Because the Lightning are just out hitting the Islanders, and the Islanders are a pretty physical team, you know. And it, it got feisty at the end of game, uh, game three or game four, whichever one it was, where the Islanders had the open net goal, and then there was that huge fight at the end, do with mm-hmm. like a poke check or whatever. You wouldn't have seen that from the Lightning team last year. Last year, the team was all built around like speed, offensive efficiency, and they were kind of small guys, and now. This is kind of vibe with the recency of playoff hockey the past few years is you need those big dudes that are going to be able to lean in and take hits and bring the hits on these like other teams throughout a whole entire playoff series. It takes a toll on them and the lightning and just have more size against the Islanders. And you're kind of seeing it with the stars too. the stars are big top to bottom, but I think the key differential with the stars from uh, this year compared to last year is Joe Pavelski. Joe Pavelski is such a pest, and he's such a great player in front of that net, and he's just able to score. Did you see his backhand goal um, last night? It was just like a it was like a knuckleball over to the post. Team's got a lot of leadership. It's about Captain, leadership. Captain America, man. I mean, Joe is such an underrated player. He's one of my favorite guys to watch just play hockey. 
it's it's just the will to want to win, um, and it's a team working together as one, united under one. And I don't know though if the Stars do make the cup, if they'll be able to take out this Tampa Bay Lightning team. I feel like these are two different, totally different types of teams. They'd have to adjust to play against each other. Um, that's just saying if these two teams do play each other, the Stars and the Lightning. Mm-hmm. Credit to the Stars, though, for finding their offense out of nowhere. It seemed like uh-huh. they were going to be done. They they started to show up when they went against the Avalanche in that series. That's when yeah. they really started to show up. It was the first game. It was the first game. It was Who did they play game. in round one? Oh, they played Calgary in round one. I thought Calgary was going to be able to beat them in seven. And then, I had faith in the stars, but I, I, I didn't see this team coming this far. Yeah, I think yeah. it's really random. I think they're a great team, but to beat out some of those other teams, they had a face as well. The Oilers just, I mean, with Connor McDavid and even Avalanche with Nathan McKinnon, I mean, nothing. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, uh, it's impressive for sure. Do you think we see on uh, Marco Andre Fleury for the Knights now? I mean, Robin Leonard has been good, but. It seems like the team needs a spark. Meaning start Mark Andre Fleury? Yeah, they have Robin Leonard has just been playing the whole time. I don't see why not. I mean, I like experience over someone who's got a hot streak in these types of games um, because they know what it's like. They they've been there before, and you know that's why this whole Stars team, like Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben. Um, well, mm-hmm. Tyler Sagan, at least, it's been to the Cup with Boston. They understand what it takes to get there. Mark andre Fleury understands that as well. And especially your goaltender, I'd probably put him in net over uh, Robert Leonard. Leonard? Yeah. Yeah. Leonard. Yep. So. He um he was on the Islanders last year, and then he got traded to uh, Chicago. And then a mid-acquisition trade this year during the season of the trade deadline, Vegas traded for him. So. It worked out in Vegas's hand. I don't think Vegas is done, though. I think the Islanders are, just because Tampa is just on a different level. But um, I think Vegas, they just haven't had their goals go their way. So I think they can totally win like two or three more games and even maybe push a game seven. And that game seven between the Stars and the Knights would be great, you know? So I could see this. I, I'll take it back. I could see the Knights definitely pushing another game because like you said they're only losing by one goal i mean it's just, yeah it's just luck at that point in these type of games but the islanders i don't think i think really i've said this before i think that the flyers just handed to them too much they're they're out of gas they're beat up they're out of gas they're not used to this type of hockey and they just can't keep mm-hmm. up anymore and the lightning has the will to play i mean credit to the islanders though they're a young team they just need they could need, uh, like, use a John Tavares right now, you know? Mm-hmm. But he decided to go back home to Toronto instead of uh, playing with the Islanders. But anyway, it's good for them, though. They took another step. They got swept last year in the, what was it, the semis? So not going to really hate on them. Barry Trotz is establishing and the groundwork for this team and the groundwork for this team is getting them to the playoffs. So imagine if these guys all play at the top level, like this team could be really, really good. Mm-hmm. So it is one goal games. It's been one zero game, one golden Knights, one game, two, three, zero, but game three, two, three game four, one and two. 
I, I like the Golden Knights still for some reason. I know my before this whole thing started, we did that little preview or whatever. I picked Dallas and Lightning, but I switched the Golden Knights. Now I'm kind of now I'm kind of in the middle because I did put a future on both the Golden Knights and the Lightning. <laughs> but no, what were you about to say? You were about to say anything? No, no, I'm just pretty much saying I'm taking the stars and the the lightning to get to the cup. Yeah, so um, we'll keep in touch. I think the Stanley Cup will start next week. Or some, uh, some... probably should. Yeah. Then the NBA final. Wait. No, would it? Because then they have the rest of the games to play. I think it would start the following week. Well, that depends on like. Yeah, we'll I say they I, take care of business like in the next few days. They would mm-hmm. probably jumpstart that thing and be like, "All right, let's get this over with." Yeah, I don't think anything's set yet. I mean, it depends. It depends on if there's a game seven or not with this. But it would be better if they just wrapped it up since both teams are already there in Edmonton and just been like, "All right, let's get this over with." Here's the cup. Go in the off season. Let's play in December. Mm-hmm. And then the finals, I think, will be the first week of October, the NBA finals. So it'll be good. So, all right, guys. It was NFL opening Sunday. We know the Chiefs, they blew out the Texans in a crazy Thursday night uh, opener. There was about 20,000 fans in KC. It was a good showing by Kansas City. They didn't miss a step at all. Clyde's Edward Hilaire ran all over the Texans. He had a hundred and... 13 rushing yards with a couple of touchdowns. He looked phenomenal. Travis Kelsey had a touchdown grab. Tyreek Hill had a touchdown grab. Andy Reid had a face shield where he couldn't see anything at all. It was actually pretty funny. It was funny, yeah. But then we had opening uh, Sunday, too, with a bunch of games, including uh, the Eagles going down and upset. The Jacksonville Jaguars, Gardner Minshew was terrific today. Everyone thought they would just be tanking. They ended up beating the highly expected Indianapolis Colts. The people thought the Colts were going to be going places, but it seems like they got more issues on their hands. And then also the Arizona Cardinals beat the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of good games this weekend. Uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers didn't win in New Orleans. It was uh, 34 to 23 was the final score. Uh, New Orleans just looked really good. So any thoughts on the NFL opening weekend and week one? Um, yeah, uh, real quick, you know, the Jets look like the Jets. Uh, Dolphins haven't lost How fucking terrible are they, man? And the Browns are still cursed. So, I mean, <laughs> as far as everything else, I mean, I'm not surprised by anything. Besides, uh, besides, honestly, the biggest surprise to me was the Redskins coming back to beat the Eagles 27 on answer points. That was a great showing by them. I, uh, yeah, pretty much. I, nothing's amazing. Nothing surprises me in the NFL, especially when we're talking AFC East with everything going on with that. And just Dolphins are just trash. They're going to be trash every year. Jets, I don't even know if they're a football team. And it's just the way she goes, boys. But, uh, yeah, the best game that I have watched today was the Washington football club team there and then uh, the Eagles. And, man, this Washington team has something special this year because – Bringing Ron Rivera in there, I think the guys truly appreciate him, and there's a sense of true, actual love there. I think they actually truly love each other as people and as teammates, coaches, whatever, just to 
to get in there and they, they want to win games and they're, they have smiles on their faces. They're happy. They're energetic. They're lively. Everyone looks like they're just meshing in perfectly together. That's going to be a team to look out for this year. I truly do believe so, especially with Dwayne Haskins at quarterback. He's proven himself today to play very well under Ron Rivera, especially with that. Did you see that Rivera went and got an IV shot in the halftime? I didn't even know he had cancer. I had no idea he had cancer. Yeah, he got diagnosed like two weeks ago. What kind of cancer was it? I didn't even know he had that. I don't I don't remember what kind it was, but he said it was like very beatable. Hopefully he's okay. I but, mean, but that guy, he's gonna freaking kick its ass, dude. That guy does not mess around. <laughs> and and like that's another thing too, is like they have something to play for. And I go back to the Stanley Cup Blues. They had something to play for that year with Gloria or no, who was who was a girl that had cancer? What was her was name? It, Do you remember? Like Leah? Layla, yeah, Layla, Layla. Okay. The, there you yeah. go. The motivating factor right there is they have something to play for. Maybe they have something to play for. It's a new team name. I think there's a lot of factors, a lot of change that has happened in that, that football club that they really needed. And I really hope that, you know, out of all the NFC uh, East teams there, besides obviously Brandon's Giants, hopefully they do really well. I'd like to see them do pretty well. Yeah, I mean, that team has just fought a lot of adversity this whole entire offseason, too. And, like, they were down 17-0 at halftime, I think it was. And they just scored 27 unanswered points and ended up winning that game. Goes to show that I saw Philadelphia Twitter today. They were not happy at all. Um, <laughs> just I'll blowing just the lead out. like that. Yeah, I'll just point out again, Philadelphia has always had a very vulnerable secondary. Um, and now that they lost Malcolm Jenkins, uh, it's not going to get much better. So uh, Philadelphia is going to really struggle this year on defense. I didn't watch that game much. So, like, Ant, was Haskins, like, pretty good? Like, did he look efficient or whatever? Or what was it? I think he was just coached very well. I really think Ron Rivera. And and I could tell when Dwayne Haskins comes off the field, Ron Rivera's got his hand on his back. He's talking to him quietly, you know mouth to ear like in all due respect not yelling at them and you could tell they're they're on the same page and that's really what is carrying them over um this game for a good win against this eagles team but yeah i mean just from what i saw i didn't see the whole game but um they definitely Dwayne haskins played fairly well he didn't throw any picks he had one touchdown uh and um i mean he wasn't crazy he was 17 for 31 but he, they just look good. The Redskins just looked good for once. And I don't know if I mean good by they looked like a very impressive team or they looked better mm-hmm. than what they were, you know, seasons before. Because we know what this organization has looked for for many years. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, you can definitely see the change for sure. And don't, don't forget about the sack numbers. I think the Redskins had nine sacks today or, or more. Yeah, they looked unbelievable. Their D, man, their D-line. Their D-line, absolutely. Yeah, they definitely have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL this season. Mm-hmm. So, Well, it kind of helps when you're picking high up and just picking every single best defensive lineman every year. Well, hey, man, a new, <laughs> new faces, uh, a new coach, a coach that's actually going to coach your quarterback. And actually um, gives a shit, yeah. Yeah, I think they'll have a very solid season just from what I've seen today. 
and I didn't watch much of it, just kind of watching highlights. And like Ant said, yeah. you know, Haskins has a coach that actually cares now. I'm not saying um, – who was the coach before? I can't think of his Jay name. Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden. I'm not saying he didn't care, but, you know, Jay Gruden's clock was running out in Washington, and I think he knew it. Um, but Ron Rivera's back. He's excited to be a coach again. And just like when Cam Newton was under his wing, Cam Newton won MVP, and he took him to the Super Bowl one year. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, but with Ron Rivera, if they develop a good relationship, they could be a very good team, mm-hmm. and it could be a good combo coach and quarterback. And that's what it, that's what it's all about. That's uh, you know how important that is with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and we'll get onto that in a little bit. Of course, I'm sure we got all a lot to say about that. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of communication, it's a lot of love for one another, trust, a work ethic, and just truly just being on the same page, having the same exact mindset on what needs to be done and how to execute it that's the keys to winning in the nfl man um another thing i want to say about this jaguars team dude defense might be vulnerable but Minshew only had one incompletion today only one he this jags offense is so efficient man i they're gonna be six and ten i don't know why everyone was thinking that they were gonna be the worst team in the nfl that guy Minshew can play dude he had three touchdowns they all looked awesome dj shark proved that he was a legit number one receiver i i didn't see much from the running game but i was watching this game closely because i was curious to see how the colts were gonna be and it, unfortunate for the colts marlon mack looked like he tore his achilles he might be dumb for the year so it's going to look like Jonathan Taylor from here on out in the backfield. Naheem Hines had a couple of touchdowns too, but Jack Jaguars, they're not going to turn over easy, man. They're going to fight to the very end. And it came down to last second touchdown and they were able to get it. And the defense made the stand that they needed to against Phillip rivers. And, you know, I, I just like Gardner Minshew, man. He's, he's not going to roll over and die. He's I a mean, starter. Philip Rivers, he balled out today, 363 yards, but he didn't win. There's, yeah. The problem with this guy is he just does not win. Every team he, he – I mean, every game that he's played with on the Chargers is to win a couple here, to lose a couple here, and then the big-time games come, he loses his cool, and he blows the game. We've seen it so many times happen. doesn't mean it's going to happen again, but there's a higher chance that it will. And, I mean – I don't know much about this Minshew dude. You you seem to be on his uh, on his, you know. Watch what you say, buddy. Supporting him, <laughs> but no, I'm not saying anything about bad about him. I'm just saying I don't know anybody about him. Uh, anything about him? No, I thought you were gonna say supportive. something else. <laughs> no. Yeah. What? Well, shit, man. What I said, be, big great. juicy guys last week, and then. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, we're 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 developing something here. What are you doing this podcast, man? <laughs> 19 for 20 and he three touchdowns with no picks. That's an impressive day to me. Guy can go 9 for 10 and still help his team win. I mean, that's all that really matters. Uh, um, we can go around the league. Lamar Jackson balled out against the Cleveland Browns. Did you see that Browns like fake punt attempt or whatever they did? No. Nah, it was weird. I, I didn't see one second of the Browns. Yeah. They This guy, it was like 4th and 12 and the punter just like completely ran and got stopped. Didn't even gain a yard, I don't think. It was weird. Anyway. Let's, let's talk about real quick about how the Lions lost the game. Unbelievable. That, that, Unbelievable. Oh, I can't believe that. What happened with that game? 
No, let's not forget. Let's not forget. Oh, I'm sorry, Brandon, but let's not forget the Lions were up big in that game. It, it was done. It was like 23 to 6. And then Mitchell Trubisky was like, you know what? I'm a quarterback in the NFL. I got to play now. And just well, 21 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. For the Bears. It's like Mr. Trubisky now. woke up and was like, oh, okay, I got to actually play. This means something right now. <laughs> but, I but mean, go that ahead, just Brandon. goes to show that they could be a decent team, right, in that case? Yeah, they struggled a lot, though. They were like 0 for 7 in the third down entering like the fourth quarter. It wasn't good. Week one is uh, is interesting. I, I just need – I just need to talk about that blow, that uh, blown play by Joe Burrow to AJ Green. Man, you finally got AJ Green back. You got a new quarterback there, just won national championship. LSU was a Heisman, and he was wide open. AJ Green smoked that dude, whoever it was. He was wide open in the end zone, with a little bit of speed in the back, and he overthrew him. Like, oh, yeah, but did you see the play? Make that Did you see play. the last drive to drive it down the field to where the field goal kicker ended up blowing out his calf? I mean, Joe <laughs> Burrow looked really good like that whole last drive. He was dinking and dunking. He looked like Tom Brady out there. Not no no joke. Like I I'm mean, not comparing Tom Brady to like Joe Burrow, but a two minute drive it was pretty efficient for Joe Burrow. It was great. He played all but, right. Week one, game, dude. But... I mean, week one for a rookie is you're gonna have a lot of misthrows. You know, we saw Tom Brady have it today. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's a new team, new system, new coach, new players, new field, new atmosphere, new jersey, new everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he blew his calf out. He missed that like twenty something yard field goal, right? Yeah, it was it, like the ball went the complete opposite direction. And everyone's like, Weird. oh, that was an awful kick. And then next thing you know, the kicker's like grabbing his calf and screaming. All right, you guys research for me who the strength conditioning coach is for his Bengals team. Well, you should know that. Yeah, dude. Nah, boy. Kid, the... kid not in the NFL. Kid in the NCAA. Yeah, you're an Ohio guy, bro. Nah, man. That's a completely different type of sport. Ohio State Buckeyes is its own thing. Oh, Your fans of the bit Pac-10 and the Big Ten, they're not doing any football right now, so you've got to be on top of the ass. Wes, hold on now. Ohio State Buckeyes is their own country. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I do. That's why Dwayne Haskins, baby. Go Bucks. O-H-I-O. And so Ducks Redskins fan, too. Fan so. I, I guarantee you if the Redskins do well this season, Anthony will jump ship from the Dolphins and become a Redskins fan. I will. Washington football team, that is. I mean, there's there's no sense in rooting for the Dolphins anymore. I, I, I'm i nothing. They're, they're just not even a team to me. It's pointless. Oh, that's, an, that's another thing, too, with the I'm Patriots. I'm so sick of it. Cam looked really healthy today. I mean, they were running Fresh. the hell out of Cam. Rushed for two touchdowns. Yeah. They Bill were Bill running. Fixed. It was old school football with just Run, run, run. He didn't pass that much. Dude. I mean, he passed a couple, but... Well, I mean, Bill Belichick's like smart. Patriots football. He's so smart. He's like, I have a big quarterback who can run. I'm going to do. I'm gonna use him. It's simple. It's so simple. Just if he can run, just use him. And he led the team with rushing yards with uh, like 75 yards. Yeah, they didn't need to do much to beat the Dolphins. All they got to do is show up. Bobby will say more on Wednesday. 
But um, Dude, come on, they were they were they're awful. They're eleven yeah. points. What is this, baseball score? How do you even score eleven <laughs> points? Yeah, well, missed they did a score field goal. Points the other day in baseball. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah, dude. Sick yeah, of I saw score the other day in baseball. It was like 28 to 11 or something. <laughs> That's incredible. And then today, there was a no-hitter by the Chicago Cubs, but the score was 12-0. What the hell's going on in baseball? I guess people yeah. are just tired. 14-0 White Sox Tigers. <laughs> I guess they're just lobbing pitches. They're, they're, they're playing softball, I guess. The Mets. Beat the Blue Jays eighteen to one on Friday. What kind of baseball game is this? Well, you know, baseball is going to go into a bubble for the postseason. Who knows? Well, no, they are. They're going to have the World Series at I got uh, the New Rangers watch. Ballpark. Got NASCAR to watch. Yeah. Before we get into other things, you guys want to talk about uh, the Bucks and the Saints? There's so many people overreacting with this freaking Buccaneers team. So many people saying, oh, Tom Brady's washed. Bill Belichick was the obvious choice. Dude, it was week one. You know, it's going to take time for Tom Brady to get in rhythm with the offense. Like the two interceptions today. One was a bad throw. He had an under route that was completely open. That was the pick six play. And then the first interception, Mike Evans just had a miscue with them. Let's not overwrite, you know, Tom Brady already. It's week one. You know, Tom Brady teams always start slow. Oh, I was just going to say that. It's the same exact thing last season. They started slow, and then they picked it up. You know? it's. I mean, Leonard Fournette barely got any touches. Um, and Gronk really didn't do anything either. I mean, everyone's just kind of learning themselves and learning how to play with each other right now. And we saw Tom Brady overthrow Mike Evans, which led to an interception. So, obviously, mm-hmm. not everybody's on the same page just yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom Brady is a guy who needs to know his offense, and – Coming out of new, being in New England for so long, he knew his offense. He knew the way that things were done. He knows how to beat his opponent. He knows how to take care of himself and his team. And with this new Buccaneers team, is you can tell they're just not on the same page with each other. Even in the huddle, they kind of look like, huh, huh, huh. And that's a big part of winning games, man. You want to win a, you want to win games. Football is the ultimate team sport. I think Wes, yeah. you even said that. And Brandon, you obviously know that how important that is. I mean, everybody has to be doing this their job pretty much if you want to win games. And you could tell today. It's a continuity game. It's a long it. season. Everyone, it's continuity. They just, new, new regime, new players, a lot of pieces. It's just they need to build on their continuity a bit. It might take a couple of weeks, you know? My worry <laughs> is he doesn't have Bill Belichick. But Bruce Arians is a experience. great coach. Yeah, but uh, we've seen Bill Belichick and Tom Brady dominate. True. That that dominate the NFL for t- over ten years, fifteen years, sixteen I don't years, think, seventeen years. Yeah, but I don't think Bill is going to be a big factor, though. It's just like Bruce Arians is a great coach oh, too. I he do. took Carson Palmer. He took Carson Palmer to the NFC Championship when Carson Palmer was like sixty-five ah, years different. old. It's different, though. It's different when when something is working, you don't question it. You just go with it. I mean, let's see. Let's see at week four, we'll week see, five. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. It's a long season. And you kind of saw throughout the whole entire NFL that the with new coaches in different places that like this is their first live experience with like an NFL game. There was no preseason games for these coaches to be in rhythm. We saw officiating too. These officials 
they didn't have any preseason games to get gelled in too. So it's a lot of continuity. The teams that had the most continuity, they won big. And you saw the Saints. I don't think the Saints changed much besides adding Emmanuel Sanders. But, man, that team, they played lights out, dude. They, it started slow a bit for them. But once the ball was rolling, that offense was clicking. You know, it's not going to be a deep bomb team that they're going to take big shots down the field. They're just going to be efficient and just drive right down. And the defense was really good, too. The addition of Malcolm Jenkins was big. I think the Saints team, like, they were 13-3 and last year. And they've had a lot of heartbreaking disappointments in the playoffs but they're not going to go away anytime soon at all even with drew Brees being probably in the last year of his uh nfl career it's still hard to trust the um trust the saints when it comes to the postseason like you said they've had a lot of heartbreaks and i mean you could be the best team all year but we've seen it time and time again where the best team gets eliminated so yeah I, that's why i'm always high on wild cards when it comes playoff time it's always the team you don't expect True. True, but I'm saying when it comes to regular season, New Orleans is going to dominate every game. Yeah, for sure. They're going to come sure. out and be great. Yeah, they haven't lost anything. If anything, they, again, they added Malcolm Jenkins. What else happened? Oh, yeah, you guys see Aaron Rodgers ball out today? Freaking unbelievable performance. The, the, yeah. When I saw the Packers were underdogs, I was like, that's the easiest bet of all time. Wow. Aaron Rodgers is like the guy un, like, over so underrated. 350 yards. How how are they how are they the underdogs? I don't get it. Yeah, how are you going to put the Vikings and Kirk Cousin above Aaron Rodgers in the Packers? That doesn't that makes no sense. I understand the Vikings are a great team, but this is like you said, this is the new New England Patriots as far as the combo here. I mean, not the combo, but as far as Aaron Rodgers controlling this Green Bay team. Like he is you think Packers, you think Aaron Rodgers. I still think Brett Favre <laughs> oh, I, I think uh, Dan Marino. Oh, that's, Dan that's Marino. Dolphins. That, I, I wasn't born. Yeah, that's right. Never got to for, Pac that. for Packers, no. I think Anthony Lazard. Uh, Lazard. Oh, Lazard. Dude, dirty no. quarterback. Remember when Matt Flynn played like a one game? <laughs> it was like Aaron Rodgers took a week off and Matt Flynn had like six touchdowns against Detroit. That's the guy I remember. Go football. <laughs> Who was it? Deshaun Kaiser? Dude, he was amazing. <laughs> Seven Hall of Famer. Touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, we had college football this weekend, but the games were just kind of eh. A lot of blowouts, a lot of Clemson took care of Wake Forest 37 to 13. Notre Dame was struggling with Duke a bit, but they were able to pull out with three twenty-seven to thirteen over there. Carolina started slow too, but ended up pulling away from Syracuse. Louisiana Lafayette ended up upsetting Iowa State. The Cyclones, they, they had two returns for a touchdown that were a big difference maker. Um, this new guy, if you're not watching college football, Spencer Rattler. This guy is amazing for Oklahoma, but they were against Missouri State. That's not really telling much, but they won 48-0. Um, there was an upset too. Georgia Tech ended up beating Florida State. Florida State, this is the first time they lost four straight season openers since the 70s, the early 70s. So not much college football action, but we got something. You have any comments on anything? First thing I want to comment on Monday was that BYU smacked and tossed around this Navy team. 
And <laughs> I am just like blown away by this score. And, and I said this to you, Wes, like last year and the year before. I said, do not sleep on BYU. BYU will put up a fight no matter what team they play. And they took Navy and they just sh- like sunk that ship all the way down to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Which You know Navy didn't practice any tackling thing, drills? I don't understand any of this stuff, but <laughs> this guy, this team, 55 to 3, I mean, I'm just like, how? How did Navy just let them do that? And not, I'm not saying Navy's Ohio State or Oregon, I mean, but yeah, at pretty, the same time, positive. at the same time, you, you just lost by 52 points. But anyways, moving on to the games that were yesterday, Iowa State losing to Louisiana they were ranked, but in my eyes, I don't even see Iowa State being any better or worse than Louisiana. I mean, that's just me, regardless, big Big 12 team or whatever. But they they were a ranked team. They lost 31-14 um, to against them. I thought the Notre Dame and Duke Dame. <clears throat> Notre Dame and Duke game were going to be a lot better than this 27-13. to But for some reason, Notre Dame was not able to pull away from them. But they still pulled away with a win. Oklahoma, like you said, man, I mean, this, they just produce quarterbacks. And this this dude here, the Spencer Rattler or whatever. What a freaking name for a college football quarterback, he, though. He only had 17 attempts, completed 14 passes, which is great. 290 yards. Um, and he, But he threw for four touchdowns and, and not one single pick. So that really helped him out a lot. Um, so... I mean, shutting this team out, uh, not even allowing a uh, a field goal, which is you know a, a big thing for Oklahoma as well to get that that shut out. And then Clemson takes care of Wake Forest, Texas. No surprise there, as far as beating this whatever team this was, UTEP, um, because they do have Sam Ellinger back. He threw this kid. 426 yards for five touchdowns, zero picks. No surprise from him. He was my go-to quarterback last year as well in this NCAA uh, um, football games here, obviously besides Dwayne and all the other top guys. But Texas has a good team. As far as that goes, that's pretty pretty much all that happened in uh, college football. See, uh, Big Ten was going to do a vote again? Mm -hmm. They're really pushing for it. Like really, really pushing for it. It's really dumb how it, the decision is coming down to the people who don't play. It's really dumb. It's it's. I said this before. I mean, this is just my own opinion, but should either be everybody plays or nobody plays. My whole point is like, why don't you ask the kids like what they want to do? Like, you have the teams decide if they want to play or not. It should be. The the student athletes number one, the parents and the family, the supporting yeah. figures, obviously because it's their child, whether you're 18 or 21 years old, you're an adult, whatever. But the family, and then the coach, the coaches, and the organizations that run the teams. It should not be the higher up guy. They should be the ones to call the shots as far as saying, okay, we're going to let you do it. We're not going to let you do it. Not saying like, no, you you cannot do it. Like vote and say the team should be able to say, okay, yeah, we want to play. And then they could be the guy who says, okay, yeah, that that's okay. Like be supportive of the decision. Don't just shut it down just because you shut it down and said you can't play. Like there was no real reason why they couldn't play. 
because there's other teams playing. Yeah, and here's the bottom line. It's just, let's just admit it. They were scared of lawsuits. That's all it is, is lawsuits. But yet you bring all the students back on campus and charge them full tuition, but you weren't scared of lawsuits then, so why are you scared of lawsuits now with college football? Corrupt. Like, it, it is so corrupt. And it's like, you're going to decide these kids. These kids are not like four years old or five years old. Mm -hmm. Let them decide what they want to do. There's a reason why the NFL has waivers. And like, if they opt out, that's perfectly fine. Let them, you know, have their own personal reasons for opting out. If they're not comfortable or they have health issues or a family member has health issues, let them let that be. But you can't just sit there and just decide a factor where like 30 or 40 kids still want to play. You know, just to have no fans. We're seeing it effectively done here on out. I don't think there's been a spike or anything. And if there was a spike, then you know what you do? Just delay the game and postpone it for another time. That's what the ACC is doing and everything else. This is all corrupt college football. And that's why it's driving the sport down the chute. And it's, you know, the great, games are great. It's just the behind the scenes is so damn frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like I said, I think it's just wrong. It's either everybody plays or nobody plays. You, like, as you're talking about a time during this too, it's the whole social justice where everyone's talking about be, being united and treated fairly. That's the last thing that's happening right now. Whether it's about racism or not, we're talking about just being treated equally as a person, and and it's not being shown at all. Why the, why is the chancellor and the president making the decision? Like, what part did they have? Why is it? We talked about this, though, yeah. with the, th the three of us as far as there's no leadership. That is the problem. Organizations will fail if there is no leadership. Like, I sent you a sound clip of James Franklin. James Franklin was pissed because, like, the Big Ten just cancels and they don't tell the coaches, the athletic directors, the parents, or the players an actual reason, like, why they canceled it. They just got behind – now, this is going to sound weird when I say it. They just got behind the COVID-19 excuse. But like they just said, just because of COVID-19. Okay, well, what about COVID-19 that you decided to cancel? What was it like a spike in like the states that you're seeing or like, you know, the universities or like the unstable? They never gave a legitimate reason. Mm -hmm. And that's why that's, people are frustrated. They want to be at one. Yeah. They want to know why. They have every right it's, to know It's because why. of lawsuits. I'm telling you, it's just because of that. They're scared of lawsuits. But they have to be honest. They have to say, like, we're protecting you for this reason. Like, yeah, you, it's their right. To They're not doing that. Pac-10 is going to do their own thing. You know, I, the Pac-10 is a lost cause. But like the Big Pac Ten, Pac-12, they were the Pac-10 for how many years? I mean, whatever. One, but, one year. No, nah, dude, they were Pac-10 forever until freaking Colorado Buffaloes joined in. But, um. They're already a lost cause. It's the Big Ten with all these schools wanting to play football. They're the ones that are making the noise, most noise. And it just seems like, you know, the Big Ten is just going to – these chancellors, these presidents or whatever, they're going to keep doing what they think is right. And they're not going to ask anybody or they're not going to give anyone a legitimate reason why they're canceling. It's unfortunate. It's going to hurt them in recruiting. It's going to hurt them way down the line, and it's going to come back to bite the presidents and the chancellors in the ass once that conference becomes unwatchable and all the good players are going down south. As a coach, it's my responsibility to tell the players that I coach the truth and to be completely transparent and to always operate 
and doing the right thing. And like, it's just the way it goes. If you do something wrong, it will come full circle one day. And you're 100% right. And this doesn't just matter in coaching and sports or playing. It matters in life. If you don't do something right, it will come full circle and will come back to bite you right in the ass. So, like you said, man, if you do not want to tell the truth and be honest and operate in the best interest of the organizations and the teams, the players, then you will see it come back to bite you in the ass. We'll see what happens. I, I don't have much faith in the Big or uh, the Big Ten anymore. It's still the Big Ten, right? <laughs> Big Ten, yeah, Big Ten. Okay, just making sure I got my freaking conferences right. Pac-12, Big Ten. Um, did they ever say what was the cause of that Florida Gators uh, fire? Though I know no. I saw that, and I was like, wow. Yeah, no, they never said what happened, but that stadium was smoking up pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Naomi Osaka won the U.S. Open, and the men's um, U.S. Open was sometime today, too. I It was some other guy. Dominic Thiem um, won that. Congratulations, those tennis players. I don't really follow tennis that much, but sure was exciting for whoever watched it. Did we ever talk about the Andy Reid face shield yet? No. No, it was oh, what a What a genius that guy is. Drawing plays on your own face shield? That's a smart move. That's what he did? <laughs> nah, I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> nah, Kansas City looks really freaking good, though. Always. Uh, anything else you guys got to add? I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we covered a lot. Just, just NASCAR. Just NASCAR? That's all I got. Go for it, Trailerville. All right, so here we go. Richmond, VA, your old stomping grounds. Well, is that, is that correct? 30, 30 minutes north of Richmond. Okay. Yeah. So Richmond speed race, Richmond Raceway, 400 laps, 0.75. Small track, miles. too. Very small. I mean, this is three quarters of a mile. That's, that's very small. 400 laps. We had our first place winner, the number two car, Brad Keselowski, followed by my boy, Mark Jerks Jr., followed by the third place, Joey Logano, and throwing in the fourth and fifth, Austin Dillon, followed by Chase Elliott. Didn't really see much of the race, but uh, next week we'll be at Bristol, Tennessee, Bristol's, uh, Bristol Motor Speedway, defending champ Denny Hamlin. That race will be Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. Don't miss it. I probably will miss it, though. I'm sorry, Anthony. Of course. You miss all the NASCAR races. <laughs> I told you, I only watch one. The Daytona 500, Daytona. that's it. Daytona and Charlotte. Those are two two really good ones. Pocono is boring, obviously, although it's nearby. But Daytona and Charlotte, the best two. It's, it's unwatchable. I mean, like, how many... How many wins has Kevin Harvick and uh, Denny Hamlin had this whole entire year? It. Yeah, I can't stand <laughs> it this year, man. Or Brad Kozlowski. But it's been mostly Kevin Harvick or, uh, yeah, the three of them. Every every friggin' race. Like, you would think Kyle Busch was the guy that was going to be winning all these races this year, and like he usually does, and it has not been. It's been Kevin Harvick almost every single race. Ah, man. 
That's why NASCAR is kind of unwatchable now because it's just those guys. It's like Bush League with like all stars, like yeah. two all stars winning. Yeah, there needs honestly that the problem with NASCAR is there's just it. You, you could have not said it any better is that they have a lot of racers that are very good drivers, great teams, and then they have some who just they never place. They never place. Mm-hmm. Do we want to get into Odell Beckham or no? <laughs> what happened to Odell? This girl oh, came story? out. Yeah, nah, dude. Not really. <laughs> I think, yeah, waste of time, honestly, just for attention. Yeah. Zeke Elliott just scored. Go Bucks. What do we think about the freaking Cowboys? Just Cowboys. I feel like that's just who they are. It's just nothing good, nothing bad. Just Cowboys. Just. I just said I'm not allowed to talk. I'm not allowed to talk good about the Cowboys. Yeah, how you feel about your Giants uh, tomorrow or tonight? Tomorrow like, night, right? Tomorrow, right? Well, no, yeah, like the... when this drops, it'll be tonight. Oh, so you're getting me confused now because you're talking from the future. Yeah, I am talking from the future. <laughs> um, no, I th- I'm excited to see them play. Um, I think they might have a pretty solid offense, but I, I don't know. Their, their defense is always a question every season. Um, but I'm excited to see him play tomorrow. See how that I think it's going to be a very boring game, honestly, between two teams that should be exciting. I think it's going to be like a t- 20, t- 20 to 10 Pittsburgh. Like a snooze fest? <laughs> just, I don't even know. I think just very boring. 2010 Pittsburgh. Yeah, six to three. Yeah. Six three to, to two. three. three With to that freaking defense. Three to two <laughs> Pittsburgh. No, 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 no. no um, as long as James Conner gets me some touchdowns, I'll be happy. I think it'll be like 30 to three Pittsburgh. No, really? I, I, no, yeah. I do not think the Giants are going to lay down like that. It's not just the Giants. It's that Pittsburgh defense is so freaking good. They're on unbe- their front seven is unbelievable, and then they're good. Mika- they're good. It's like how vulnerable, like how good is the Giants' offensive line now? Like until I see them stop a good team, I'm not gonna believe it. I mean, they're good, but we'll see how it plays out tomorrow. Yeah. The TJ we'll Watt is just unbelievable. And we'll see how Big Ben Big Ben looks after taking a season off from an injury. Yeah, that's that's one piece I'm trying to see what happens. On his throwing shoulder. Yeah. Well, is it th- I always get this confused. I thought it was the elbow. No, I think it's his throwing shoulder. Oh. I'm pretty sure it's his throwing shoulder. How old is that guy? Uh thirty seven, I think. 36, 37. He, yeah, he's up there, right? He's he right like, there around Drew, Drew Brees' age, I think. Damn. He's been in the league as long as... Um, Eli. They were in the yeah. same class, right? Yeah, him and, yeah. Yeah, him and Philip Rivers, I think. Yeah, because it was the Philip and Eli trade, and then Big Ben was from Miami, Ohio. Like, picked later. Good old Miami, Ohio. Uh, yeah, they played this weekend too, I think, Ant. I guess. 
I can't follow these these teams that just don't care. That's that's the shame of you for representing two big time conferences that rely on those small teams to play them. Come on, man. How how many times have the Buckeyes played Miami, Ohio? You got to know. Ohio Community College is a big Once? one that they play every year. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ohio, oh. Kid. Ohio kid. I'm How disappointed. Just to see Ohio State play play that team up north, and that's it. They should have one game this year. That team up north, and that's it. The Ducks should play USC and just trash them. Dude, how, I, actually, I want to ask you this, though, since we got some time to kill. What do you think about, like, the Pac-12 future? Because, like, th- that conference was already weak in college football. And, like, they were starting to get weak in college basketball, too. I don't know about the other sports, but it just seemed like they were going downhill then now not having a season and, like, these recruits possibly going east to go play at other schools. Like, I don't think it's looking good for the Pac-12. You I think mean- Oregon... Oregon is the only yeah the future of the of the conference. I think Oregon's the only bright spot that they have right now. Oregon and Utah, pretty much, if, and that's only if Utah. I mean, you got USC too, but these I don't know these teams. It's Oregon is the only team that is going to be on the uprise. Really, I think Utah will burn out, and these other teams like Arizona, Washington, Oregon State, Colorado. It's just they're just there and. I don't know. This is just a conference that I just feel like could be so powerful and so strong, but they, they just, there's some teams that just don't care. I mean, look at your Trojans, Brandon. Is just, they were, had a great team years ago with, you know, they were a fear team and now they're just a nobody. Oregon is really the only one in that conference that is challengeable team um, that will really challenge any team in college football. The Big Ten and the SEC are mostly the two powerhouse conferences that take over college football pretty much. Rutgers is not playing. That's right. No. They were supposed to play Ohio State, I think, the first game. And they got Rutgers, shouldn't play Rutgers shouldn't play ever again. Yeah, they, sh- they should just be done. Well, but Shiano, Shiano's the head man there now, right? Yeah. Big change for that program. Ohio State was rolling with coaches, man. Every single coach on that team was just – they had so many good coaches. Any of those guys could have been head coaches at any of those lower-end teams in D1. Well, Shiana was fired from Tampa, and then he went down to Ohio State. I think that's mm-hmm. how he went. But, no, like, he was no, the Rutgers, left like, Rutgers guy. Left Rutgers, actually. And no, he I went – Did he – Leave Tampa? Are you sure? I think he just went straight. He got fired. He got fired from Tampa. He got fired from Tampa because he was the head coach of the Bucks. Hmm. With uh, remember Josh Freeman? Yeah, yeah, that team. I knew he was in the NFL. I just forgot that he got that he left that team. Yeah, I thought he came straight from Rutgers. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think the Pac-12 is just like it's going to go downhill for them. I really think this recruit this recruiting thing is going to be real for the Big Ten and the Pac-12. It, it's really going to happen. I mean, when I and, was at Oregon, when I was at Oregon, we used to see 
a lot of recruits come in, like a lot of kids of all different ages, some that were ready to commit to us right away and some that were just checking out the school. But these kids went to some pretty decent schools and they committed to Oregon over over a lot of other schools. And, I mean, working under Coach Feld and Crystal Ball, that staff is intense. They're right. very, very intense. You're either all in or you're all out. It was the New England Patriots mindset, and it will burn you out. So you got to make sure your life is football. Um, but, yeah, like it, Oregon is the only team that's going to be landing a lot of good recruits, which they have been. Besides that, you'll probably be losing them to, I don't know now, because the Big Ten has to come back to bring football. Here's a probability. Probability for Big Ten playing in the fall sometime. Like, give me a percentage. Chances that they will versus they won't? Yeah. Realistically, man, it really depends on how much the Big Ten really pushes this and says that we're not giving up. If they continue to push and say we're not giving up until you give us at least maybe six games to play, some six big time games, um, I don't know. That's I say twenty five percent they will, seventy five percent they won't. Yeah, I don't think it changes. That's a much. good. That's a good assumption. Thirty percent they will, seventy percent they won't. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I think the only thing they'll let them do is I think they'll let them play maybe four games and split it up by like a month each. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. Just, just so that they can have football, but still say, okay, you had one game now quarantine yourself for 14 days. And then now we're good. And to go another two weeks. Now you're even, you know, it's definitely confirmed. You don't have COVID. Now it's playing another game. I don't know. I don't know. There's, I feel like they're complicating it more than they have to, but it's either play or don't play. Yeah. All right. All right. Anything else, guys? No, I think we're good. Mm, Covered a lot. Man, I can't wait for um. I don't know why. I'm I'm excited for football being back and stuff. But talking about that Heat and Celtics series, I'm excited to see that now. Yeah, I am too, for sure. I mean. I didn't expect the heat to be this good. No. You know, for the past like decade or so, I saw this crazy stat. It's either been the Miami Heat have been in the NBA Finals or Andre Iguodala has been in the Finals. And you know what team he's on? He's on the Miami Heat. So I think it's pretty much sealed. Yeah. I mean, it's a good stat. He was a a 76er for a while, right? Yeah, early in his career. Yeah. And then what? He went where did he go after the Sixers? Uh can't remember. Whatever he's asked. Uh well guys, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you for joining us. And if you have any comments about any of the action from NFL, NHL, NBA, NASCAR even, go ahead and leave a comment below. Fishing, Let us know what you think. Anything Fishing, you guys want. The Rock had an awesome catch today. Bats. You share oh, that. Yeah, beautiful. dude. Beautiful bass. A beauty. Yeah, dude. He he was definitely using blood worms. <laughs> All right. Well, I called him the go best basser. We were me, did me you? and Jeanzio. Me, yeah, me and Jeanzio were pulling out, <laughs> pulling out the blackfish like Shut crazy. How how big? Uh they were probably about 12 inch. And they were fighting like crazy. 
And then really? my last cast, I was so pissed. So we did. I had a spinning reel. I should have used a, like a bait caster, but uh, we we had the the blackfish rig. It was like two hooks, and you used a, a sinker, like a three or four ounce sinker. You put green crab on it. So you took green crab, uh, green crab, you cut it in half and put a piece on each hook, and just drop it down in the, in the uh, canal by me here, and drop it all the way down. Let it hit the bottom, and just wait. Keep your drag tight, and once you feel a bite set the hook and then come up so we were doing that for like a good two hours on the last cast my rig i caught underneath like some type of metal and i, I had to cut the line boys I had to cut her oh, no couldn't, couldn't get her back out but we we caught like at least 10 you had a terrible summer and you lead up with that man come on i know i know i had a good <laughs> summer with fishing man you said you never caught anything I caught tons of stuff but i just didn't catch any fish like actual oh, fish. That was come on, fish. <laughs> yeah, it was ass, but hey, she's she's good to go now. There she goes. <laughs> she's the good way, to go. The, the way she goes, man. That is correct. All right, guys. If you want to follow us on Twitter and Facebook, put at Bench Bros Sports and on Instagram at Original Bench Bros. Keep you up to date on every headline throughout the week on those pages, along with our podcast. And you go ahead and you can follow our website, BenchBrosSports.com. Go ahead and follow the latest stories in the latest podcast over there, too. So we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other, other media services. So, again, thank you for listening. Guys, it's been a good one. We'll see you guys next week. Any big plans closing out? Throw me bass, a phone here. Bass fishing, probably. That's it. Uh, I, I don't know. I need to find a way to live Anthony's life where I can just fish every day with jeans. <laughs> yeah. Come up to Jersey. I rather make my way down south to Carolina, but come up to Jersey and we'll do some bass fishing. I'll, I'll come for a weekend. Dude, I'll come. come. Weekend. I still have all this Oregon stuff to give you. It's it's literally collecting <laughs> dust on my on my Dude, I'm sick of I it. Fucking... I'm going to throw it out in the garbage. I'm sick of it here. I freaking missed out on the on the like the Jordan Oregon's man. They had those this weekend. I missed yeah, out. Three, I didn't get any. Three thousand dollars a pair. No, they were two twenty five. They're not real. Just, I could tell you that. It just didn't they're have the Oregon the branding, but it's gonna be the closest thing. Nah, yeah, it doesn't count. The actual or- Listen, dude, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't have the fucking it doesn't it, have the fucking duck on it. It's no, it, it doesn't count. It's fake. It's not real. It's not Oregon. Yeah, it's not me. It was not made in Eugene. All you gotta do is no, my friend. Jeans, Goodbye. Goodbye. The lake, put a duck sticker on it. Oregon no. ducks were right there. No, oh. no, wait, it's Anthony. Fake. He would put an Ohio State sticker on there. Yeah, on the back no, of the no, Oregon no. duck shoe. <laughs> oh yeah. So you know how Nike does the half and half, like on the Jordan ones, they'll do the half red, and then the other side will be white. Anthony oh, would do beautiful. that with those Jordans. Yeah. They be, oh yeah, you would. They, yeah, they look beautiful. Yeah, half Ohio State, half Oregon. Guy would have Christmas shoes. Yeah, <laughs> literally. I'd be walking around with Christmas shoes on my feet in the middle of summer. <laughs> no, it's like half the the logo's got to be cut too. So it's like the duck is like the beak is sticking out, but then it's like the rest of the O. Yeah, yeah, half duck, half O. That would be so ass. <laughs> All right, that was Anthony Fratini. That was Brandon Farrell. I'm Wes Blaine. That's the show. We'll see you next week. We out.